everybody. Welcome to the next episode of Burnt Offerings, the podcast for cool guys and punk losers. I am Jared. I am Steve. How's everybody been? We've been away for a while. We've been a fuck. It's been like three weeks. Yeah, it's been. Seems like forever. I think I forgot how to do this. I think I did too, man. So we just start fresh. Is that what we do? <laughs> We're just gonna go in raw. Yeah. Uncle Phil's coming in dry. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, so, I mean, what's been up? I mean, we went to, uh, what was it, last weekend? We did that disgrace of a convention, Motor City Nightmares. Definitely wanted to bring that up. Let's uh, just start with that. Let's just roll in with that one. Okay, so me and Jared decided that it'd be a good idea to go to Motor City Nightmares. 20 minutes from our house. It's been like two years, I think, since we've been. Let's just go full bore since we missed Cinema, Whorehound. Just get a room there. Should be good. This year's guests were pretty good, so I felt best potential of like people coming and being a good time. Right. Yeah, not so much. Um, <laughs> it was super lame. And I did not pay to get in this year, so that might have had something to do with it on my part. No, no, no. I, I paid to get in. Yeah, you did. And it wasn't anything special. Yeah. No good movies to buy. Nothing really great. I mean, nothing nothing really. Yeah. We just hung out in the lobby and got blacked out. Or in the hotel room. Listened to Priest. What sucked is all the, all the people I assume would be there, like friend-wise, none of them came until Sunday. True. They just, because they knew what they wanted, and it was just to meet Tracy Lord's. From the pictures I seen, that seemed to be what anybody wanted. Right. So like, nobody showed up until Sunday. Al Al came Saturday, but he was in and out to see fucking D Snyder. Oh, okay, yeah, that's right. Didn't he? Uh, did he bring a record to get signed or something to get signed? He uh, he got something signed. He got a picture taken with him, him and Zoe. And then they went to uh, the Damned. Did their like anniversary show at the precinct or. The priest at uh, St. Andrews. Did not know that. Yeah, they played St. Andrews that night, Saturday. Oh, that's killer. But yeah, overall, like, I mean, kind of, I guess, our our fault, too. The the panels probably would have been good, but we'd missed them all. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, Tom Atkins was there. George Romero was there. Tom Savini. Tom Savini. Snyder. Tracy uh, Lords. Tracy Lords. Amy uh, Steele, D. Wallace. Yep. I mean, there was some good guests there. I mean, maybe if I would have paid to get in and we would have actually stuck with the schedule and went to the panels. Well, shit, we didn't even need the pay to go to all the panels. No? No, the paying was basically just to get to the vendor room. Oh, wow. Shit, so they get the same thing at, like, Whorehound and Cinema. Like, you basically are paying to get to the vendor room. You can go and do, like, all the other stuff for free for the most part. Oh, yeah, we totally missed out on like all the panels. We did. <laughs> it was uh, it was pretty lame though, man. Um, I don't think we're gonna we're gonna do that again. I don't plan on it. I don't either. So I mean, if if we go, it's gonna be like a one time thing or like a one day thing. Not getting a hotel room for it. No, no. But we we did think that Jimmy was coming out. We thought that. Yeah, I thought Lu- I thought Lewis would be there, but I think Lewis was not even in town. Yeah. Yeah, it. So I mean, because we got we have good, I mean, foggy memories of a Motor City with everyone, right? And it was fun, dude. It was a blast. Fucking uh, Everclear gummy bears. Oh my god, that's that killed it for me. Yeah, that <laughs> and, uh, 
black velvet whiskey. Oh, and unbreakable Mickey's forty bottles. And they just got them. They brought back the glass. Yeah, they brought back the glass. Thank fucking Satan for that because those unbreakables are just really awkward and very strange. You know, my friend Ryan. I told you about Ryan. Mm-hmm. He's the one who gave me that uh, black label eleven eleven. Yeah, he's all big in the malt liquor in forties. He has a pin. Well, I can't remember what it says, but it's basically talking shit about plastics. It's like glass or nothing. Like, fuck plastic malt liquor bottles. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah. You, Mickey's was like the only... Well, OE, they went to plastic, too. Yeah. But you got your King Cobra. You got... You know, they all stayed glass, so... That's a good thing. Um... But yeah, we're going to be talking about Return of the Living Dead 1 and 2 today, this episode, a little later on probably. At some point we get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. But I did want to point out that I had some Oberon the other day. Yeah, you said you liked that, didn't you? I do. I do like Uh, Oberon. It's been a while. Can't do it. I didn't have an orange slice with it or anything like that. But I happened to go to a sidetrack by my house. Mm Mm-hmm. Happened to be like the Oberon release day, which I guess is a fucking thing that people like go to bars for. And I get there, and they, she basically assumed I was gonna have an Oberon, order like a Jack and Coke, and like her look, she like it, she, it stopped her for a second, <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh, well, okay, <laughs> she, that's it. I was like, what, is that like a sign of relief that you don't have to make another fucking Oberon? <laughs> oh man, yeah. Yeah, I dig it. It's not something I would drink every day or whatever every weekend, but once in a while, you know. First time I had it was, fuck, this has to be close to 10 years ago. I hung out with uh, Emma. I happened to be at a party two doors down from when Emma lived in Royal Oak. So I just, like, walked to her house and... She ended up going to, like, her and her boyfriend went to bed, and I was just hanging out with, like, her roommates, who I never knew. Ended up shotgunning, like, a bunch of beers, and they claimed, like, I could do it, or what'd they say? I shotgunned it, I guess, quote-unquote, really quick, and they said, well, you better be able to shotgun beers like that wearing wearing the crust vest you're wearing, because I had, like, my studded vest on. Right. And I was like, okay, whatever. Well, then hung out with them all night and they just had Oberon and it was the first time I had it. Didn't mind it. Had it again like a year later. Absolutely hated it. Oh man. Have not liked it ever since. Yeah, that sucks because I I dig it. You know, I don't go all out, but it's good and it's seasonal, so it's not like it's a all yeah. all year thing, you know. But uh the Bells brand is just Michigan, right? Yeah, Bells is in Michigan. It's on the West Coast. Yeah. West side? It's the, the west side of the state. Yeah. Well, we don't have a coast in... Uh, There's a coastline. We're surrounded by <laughs> Great Lakes, Steve. <laughs> okay, the west coast of Michigan. That's where all the happenings happen. <laughs> that is not... That, that's not a stupid thing of me to say, the west coast, and we're talking about... It's, it's Michigan-based. It's on the west coast. Of Michigan, there's a whole Lake Michigan runs the whole west side of the state. Okay, well the uh, apparent rabbit-shaped um, part of the state that must be the north coast because the rabbit-shaped. Yeah, there's a mitten and a rabbit. The UP is the is the rabbit. <laughs> I never heard it 
referred to that. Okay, well, look at it. <laughs> Google a picture of Michigan and look at it. It looks like a mitten trying to grab a rabbit. But anyway, <laughs> that would be the North Coast, I guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it looks just like a bunny rabbit. <laughs> God damn it, Steve. What, dude? I don't know. I've never heard that. True story, man. True story. Um, <laughs> but yeah. A friend of mine, uh, Stacy, came over the other night. We had some Oberon, and I discovered that on some wavelengths, I am an Uno champion. Really? Yeah. I mean, me and you have played Uno quite a few times. You've kind of mopped me up a few times, but overall, I think I'm pretty damn good at Uno. With two players, that is. I don't know if you It's boring with more than two players. True. Because you can't fuck somebody over like you can with just two players. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean... You have, like, seven skips, reverses, draw fours, and all that shit, and you just lay them all down, and next thing you know, they have 100 cards in their hand. Yeah. And you're hollering, Uno! (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, we played Uno and drank Oberon. That was a fun little night. Um... But I don't really dig this new Uno that's going around. It's It comes with extra cards. Really? Yeah, it comes with like shit. three blank ones and then a new one that's swap hands. I threw those out because they were just confusing the shit out of me. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, swap hands. Like, no. Um, in the blank ones, you can make up your own rules. Threw those out, too. I was using them as wild cards, but then it just got too ridiculous. Like, how many wild cards do you need? I would I would get dumb with it. I would get super dumb with it. Yeah. <laughs> well, if I would have known that, we could have got dumb with it. But I, I would start throwing in, like, a card like that's based off of, I don't know, like, the game Kings. That drinking game? You ever play that? No. Uh, I can't remember because I always played it when I was really drunk. It was basically all the stupid shit, so I start throwing in rules that had to do with, like, that. Well, that'd be cool, I guess. Like, draw two and shotgun your beer. <laughs> right, yeah, that's what I think they put it in there for, for drinking. Like, Might as well. You know what I mean? But, so I threw those cards out. I just got the OG Uno deck now. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. What do you, uh, what have you been up to, man? I don't know. Shit, shit in my life's been up and down. <laughs> I know, man. It, it's been better uh, a little while ago. It's getting back to better now. I'm just riding that wave, and it is what it is for the time being. Fucking wing on over to London and jam with the stones, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It, it's Overall, it's not too bad. Um, I kind of hiatused all my bands that were active. I think uh, as of... Maybe tomorrow I should be in L.A., and I don't think that's happening, obviously. Yeah. That whole West Coast tour thing kind of took a shit, but, you know, whatever. Life goes on and such. Um, but I don't know. i just been been working, been, I don't know, riding my bike. It's warm or yeah. warmer. I went for warmer. a fucking cold-ass ride the other day. It was like started, like, almost rain, and I'm like, fuck, I don't give a shit. Didn't realize how cold it was going to be when I got on the bike. <laughs> yeah. It has not been warm in Michigan this past week and lots of rain and yeah it's been kind of shitty like Seattle weather yeah but I mean that's kind of what I've been doing um shit I can't even think of what the fuck was the last show I went to do you remember was it was it with you 
Yeah, pretty sure it was. Um, wasn't it Lieutenant Dan and Girth, which we didn't stick around for? Wow, was that the last show? I'm pretty sure. Holy shit. Can't think of another show. Yeah, I can't. But yeah, that's why I asked you earlier today about the precincts because I'm kind of wanting to go see a show, man. I'm it's about that time. They've they've got one uh there's another show there this Saturday. Uh band Room One O One from Cincinnati, like a DB band, playing with uh I think Taloon. Which I don't know if you've seen Taloon. No. Okay. I was gonna talk about them later. But they're like a uh basically like a noise punk. Like raw noise punk band. Okay. Really stellar dudes. Um I think oh maybe Fulon Devi may be playing that show too, which is an awesome band. Okay. Well, maybe I'll check that out. <laughs> By the way, I'm cat sitting. Um <laughs> cats clawing me. So I'm I'm cat plus one. I have two cats now. And they're a pain in my fucking ass, but I love them. It's pretty tough to do a podcast when you got cats running around, dude. Dude, it's fine. They're they're good. Yeah. They're just hanging out. But yeah. Um But yeah, I mean I'm uh so that's basically my life. Um What um what have you been watching? Anything? Watch anything? I've been watching a ton of movies actually. Um yeah, I watched Maniac about three times because I fell asleep the first two times. Um, it just stayed in the VCR. So you got to rewatch a movie you've seen a hundred times if you fell asleep for the past two times. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just was too lazy to put something else in the VCR, so I just hit play <laughs> and watched Maniac again. But it is one of my favorite movies, so I don't mind. Um, oh, yeah. Let's see. What else have I watched? Uh, right now, we're actually watching Re- Return of the Living Dead 2, but we'll talk about that later. Um, I popped in Death Weekend this afternoon. Oh, yeah? that, yeah. Um, have you ever seen that? Oh. That is one I was going to say. I'm very unfamiliar with that one. Yeah, forget the alternate title for that. It's like House by the Lake. Came out in the 70s. Kind of a revenge film in of sorts. But, uh, you know, really light on gore and stuff. But it's just, it's about these uh, real badass dudes that follow this doctor and this model to a house by the lake and you know torture them and all that good stuff and then they end up you know the final girl ends up getting away and fucking hands it to the guys that you know attacked them and stuff not too bad um pretty much like your blueprint revenge yeah film yeah pretty much yeah except not as you know brutal there's yeah. like not much gore it's just they just tear this fucking cabin apart and make them do all this weird shit you know but um it's an okay movie man it's all right um let's see what else have i watched uh, i watched roadhouse <laughs> roadhouse yeah fucking roadhouse dalton love that movie <laughs> the double douche yeah the double douche fucking wade garrett Dude, the other day I got, I almost think sometimes I have to have like some form of depression and I just don't realize it because I go through like waves of like manic, like, (laughs) like 
ever, like I just find things hilarious. And I thought of that scene where he's like Wade Garrett, and I don't, I lost it for like twenty minutes, man. I was just fucking saying it to myself. Like <laughs> I think I high fived a wall. <laughs> oh shit! Well, that's pretty cool, man. I don't yeah. know. The fucking the word is you fuck with him, he'll steal your fate. <laughs> But yeah, uh, fucking, I could throw in Roadhouse. I did like this on Instagram. They're doing this show, show your stack of your favorite tapes, like ten tapes. It's so hard to pick ten, but I could totally slip Roadhouse in there, dude. I could watch that movie every fucking day. I, that's how much I like that movie. It's that sweet. Like Bloodsport's another one. Yeah, two movies that I remember watching when like when I was really young. Or those. Yeah. Both of those. Yeah, and back to the Motor City Nightmare thing for real quick. We watched Bloodsport. Shit. <laughs> like, Holy shit. On loop. That was the highlight of our weekend was, was Bloodsport. Dude, put it on, like, drunk, passed out, put it on, didn't realize that it's going to, like, autoplay and loop again. I got, it's so confusing when you go to bed at one part and wake up and it's before the part you went fell asleep at. And you're like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. yeah. And then we woke up and finished watching the movie again. Yeah. I mean, might as well. I gotta. But yeah. Bloodsport Roadhouse. I could watch those two movies forever. I will forever, but, you know, multiple times throughout the week. Um,. Got to show a friend of mine, Night of the Living Dead, 1990. And I felt privileged because said person never seen this movie. Only the black and white one. And that's another one I don't mind sitting through a hundred times because it's that good. It's probably my favorite horror movie ever made. See, you know me in remakes, but I do not mind that one at all. No, that one's great. It's great. We, we actually had the privilege of seeing it in a movie theater. Fuck yeah. What did it play with? I want to say it was that the one with Monster Squad. It might have been. Might have been. I think it was. Yeah, it was. Because everyone was talking during Monster Squad, but Night of the Living Dead, no one said anything. They just sat back and watched the movie because it's fucking that good. Yeah. Well, people were talking through Monster Squad because they do a thing for those of you who might not know at a theater near us where you can pay 10 bucks to see two old school horror movies and you can bring like laser pointers and beach balls and talk over the movie and they do trivia and stuff like that. See, everybody's cracking jokes during monster squad. Yeah. But I mean, they did the same thing. The same thing happened with, uh, when they snuck in, uh, house of the devil. Yeah. Everybody's cracking jokes and whatever until the fucking friend gets blasted in the face. <laughs> Dude. It went silent. <laughs> All I remember is <clears throat> it was supposed to be one movie, and they slipped in House of the Devil. I got excited because I knew what it was. Never seen it before. And I look over, and Jared's, like, doing the whole, like, he just struck out fucking Raphael Belliard in the 1991 World Series when Jack Morris does the fist pump thing to the side. And I'm like, okay, this must be a sweet movie because Jared's excited. I'm sitting there watching this movie. It's kind of a slow burn. And then the, sh- the scene where he shoots her in the fucking face, and the whole movie theater shook. 
like in in shock like i don't think anyone's seen that movie. nope i think i was the only one in that fucking theater that saw that movie yeah yeah and it was shot so well that i was actually under the impression that it was from the 80s i really thought it was until you told me it was a newer movie that's yeah. fucking that movie catches some catches some flack from people like oh it's, it's boring slow burn like whatever trying to make it like an 80s but dude i love that fucking movie will always love that movie yep I do too. I really do. Kind of wish Ty West would just make movies like that. Like just, just keep making pe- like period pieces. Make eighties fucking horror movies. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. With different themes. Like that one was the yeah. whole underground satanic cult. Well, like the one he did after that, Innkeepers, was based in the nineties, and it was a ghost story. Okay. Like about a haunted hotel. Dude, I've never seen that. It's not bad. Okay. I mean, it's not bad. Not as good as House of the Devil. I would have no. But, Hell no. Yeah. That'd be cool if, uh, yeah, he did that, like, stuck with, like, period pieces, like you said. Because yeah. House of the Devil just nailed it. I mean, no director's ever going to do that. No. Which, I mean, why would you if you're director, you kind of want to do multiple different types of things, which he's done. He's done, uh, let's see, what did he do? The one before any of those was The Roost, which was kind of like a, uh, vampire bat type like just plague of bats type thing in his barn but uh he did one before that that wasn't even really a horror movie then after all those after innkeepers he did covenant okay is that what it's called covenant no was that eli roth who the fuck was that ty west and eli roth yeah i think it was like eli roth presents ty west film but it was was it Covenant? I don't know. Blank on the name, but it was basically like the it was like a found footage movie, and it was almost like the Jonestown thing. Okay. It was like basically based off Jonestown. Yeah, that's uh, that was Ty West. You said yeah, yeah, because I I was saying like that'd be cool the way he shot House of the Devil if he did something like the Son of Sam back in the seventies, like how he killed all those people in the summer, because mm-hmm. like, that was pretty brutal. Some of those murders were pretty fucking you know brutal. And then if you could set it back in the 70s like that, kind of like they did with, uh, you ever seen the Hillside Strangler? Mm-hmm. Yeah. With uh, Nicholas Turturro and yeah. C. Thomas Howell. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They they nailed that one. That was a pretty, that was pretty cool for like a movie that came out in like the 2000s. But yeah, that'd be cool. Um, period pieces. If Ty West ever hears this. <laughs> <laughs> dude i'm sure he's probably heard it before i'm sure he'd give zero fucks yeah he's like i hurt you as a child i'll hurt you as an adult <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah have you watched anything lately besides uh i mean i really haven't been watching much of shit um i've just been kind of in my own state of not caring <laughs> but uh i mean does it count if we watched it <laughs> in the hotel room? Oh no, you watched it recently. Because I'm saying it counts. It was uh, was it my bloody Valentine? And we watched the burning, and then uh, mutilator. Yeah. Which realized that the DVD. I thought you brought the DVD I loaned you, and you brought the DVD that I didn't loan you with, which was cut of my bloody Valentine. That's why it was such a treat. And I get and so used to I get so used to watching the uncut with all the extra footage. Yeah. It, you don't realize how much is cut from my bloody Valentine until you get the fucking 2002 or whatever, whenever that came out. 
yeah cut version of it and my vhs is cut also obviously i think that dvd and let's say i don't know shit about blu-ray so i don't know if the blu-ray i don't even know if there's got a blu-ray release it had to have but if it did i don't know if the blu-ray is totally uncut i would hope it would be yeah i think it is because uh i actually posted or someone on instagram posted the blu-ray and i pointed out that it's got stuff in it that my VHS doesn't have. Okay, cool. It's cool to pick up. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and then we watched The Burning. Um, that was uncut also because it was the DVD I have. That's the only reason, honestly, it's the only reason I haven't bought the Thor Nehemiah it's cut VHS the, it's because cut. I know it's cut. Yeah. Especially, like, the raft scene. You're going to want that full and intact because that's the highlight of the movie. The VHS is cut pretty bad. Like, it, they go from like a minute and a half to like just under a minute if that like 30 seconds of the raft scene so you're losing out on so much gore and so much good shit i know you said the uh the shower scene where the kid scares the girl in the shower like that's cut down to like 10 seconds yeah 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 it just cuts it just completely they edited out the whole scene that's fucking dumb man i know i wonder if the uh if the uk pre-cert it's cut too. The one with the um, him on fire on the cover. Yeah, the killer. Cover. Yeah, crapsy fucking on fire. Yeah. And then the mutilator we watched that was uncut also. Yes. So you got the whole fish hook through the the JJ <laughs> scene, which fucking rules, man. It's pretty brutal. But yeah, I brought like a stack of movies to Motor City. Good thing I did. Yeah, out of all, like, because we'll do it to cinema, we'll do it for Horror Hound, and a lot of times we don't hook it up. Mm-hmm. I probably would have shot myself in the face if <laughs> we didn't have that for Motor City. Yeah, yeah, I brought some uh, some gems. Uh, Hide and Go Shriek. Um, I'm pretty sure I brought that. Did we watch that? We did not. If you brought it, we didn't watch it. We didn't watch it, okay. Yeah, I brought that. Um, I brought like twelve movies. Yeah, we watched almost all of them, and we jammed some Bong Ripper. And how the fuck did our neighbor not complain? She she threw us the dirty look when like we were both walking into our rooms. I didn't catch that. She kind of well, she like I don't I don't know if it was dirty. Like like I said, my vision's kind of going. But <laughs> she, we were both walking, like coming up to our doors, and she just kind of like looked at us and like entered her door. I was like, "All right, yeah," because we had that hotel room a rocking. Let me tell you, fucking jamming, stupid amount of priest. Actually, yeah, I remember that a lot of priest, some old kiss, and like every every song, every other song, you'd like turn it up. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I'm gonna get a call. I couldn't help it. We never got a call. <laughs> no. Just waiting for that. Nobody knocked on her wall. No. Like, Alright, cool. Yeah, because we weren't in the host hotel. Yeah. So, so people weren't partying. There were a few people I know I saw in there who were at the convention. Okay. But it was kind of like a mixed bag. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, it'd be different if we were in the host hotel. We had to drive like quarter mile down the road if that to yeah. get a hotel room 
Unless we wanted the king suite across the street for, for like two fifty a night. Yeah, fuck that. That's like Macaulay Culkin fucking give me three scoops. I'm not driving. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, you know, the Plaza Hotel. <laughs> two fifty a night. Yeah, right. Mr. McAllister, the father. Credit card? You got it. But, uh, we did rock a couple of McAllisters at the... Uh, Fuck yeah. Oh, wait, what what'd the pizza guy say? I don't know. You you got the pizza. Well, I know, but he like looked past me. He looked at Stacy. Yeah. And like laughed a little bit, and then she laughed about something. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I just grabbed the food. I was just jamming DRI. I don't. Yeah. I wasn't paying like any attention. <clears throat> and uh, I think it was that he looked at you, and he looked at me, and then he looked at her like, "What are you doing here?" <laughs> <laughs> That's why she cracked the joke about being like the token white chick. Possibly. I guess I don't know, but uh. Yeah, a couple large cheese pizzas. It's always a good thing. But, uh, okay, a couple bands I wanted uh, some people to check out. I came across this band, Crypt Lurker. They're from the UK. They're a really crushing doom band. Um, Stumbled across them the other day. Fucking killer stuff, man. Um, uh, Also, a band called Ima, A-I-M-A. They have a track called Vengeance of Plague. Not too much on this band. I don't know where they're from. They're a two-piece black death metal band. Nice. Um, Brutal stuff, man. Kind of thrashy, too, like a black thrash sound, too. But, um, yeah, definitely check them out. But the most important one is Colt's Blood. I put on Colt's Blood the other day, and I am yet to apologize to my neighbors for... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what ensued in my apartment. I felt my apartment shift about nine inches when I put on Colt's Blood. They're a really heavy, heavy, heavy doom band. Little tinge of sludge in there. Three-piece. Um, they're from the UK also. They did a split with Crypt Lurker. Check that out. And uh, they have a bunch of releases. Um, some of it's old, like not so good quality, but still really good. And then they have some newer stuff that's kind of polished and uh, sounds a lot better. <clears throat> but yeah, definitely check those guys out. Um, what have you been listening to, man? Um, I mean, really just what I've been listening to. Kind of a jamming fister. Trying to wean off of Priest because I feel I've been jamming that way too much. Excellent. <laughs> Um, go through, listen to this band, uh, Vagra, newer punk band from Florida. Definitely worth a check out. Anybody wants to like, just, it's, it's high speed, really tight wall of noise. Fucking not even really wall noise, but it's kind of noisy punk. Uh, but two bands that I was going to throw out there and kind of plug is, uh, my good friend, Britt. Actually brought these guys as someone I should plug because I was like, who the fuck should I talk about? I think I've only been listening to Judas Priest. <laughs> right. <laughs> Can't talk about those guys. Yeah. So she recommended this, and actually it was a very good choice. I have not listened to these guys in fucking who knows how long, and then I actually had to look into them. 
to get more information. But uh, defecation, late uh, late eighties, UK death grind. Um, two piece shared members. Um, see the the drummer. They're both Harris. I think it's like Mick and Mitch. Yep. I always forget who's who. But Mix the drummer. Yep, Mix the drummer. So you know what's going on. Yep. Mix the drummer, and uh, he was the second drummer for he drummed for Napalm Death. He was their second drummer. And while he did Napalm Death, he was also do he did uh, Defecation. Defecation only did one release in this time frame. They did like I think another release in the early two thousands. But when he joined Defecation, he was doing Napalm Death, and also doing Extreme Noise Terror and Doom, which are both bands. Those two bands. If you don't know those two bands, check those bands out. And then um, um, the guitar player, Mitch Harris, yes, was uh, the guitar player for Righteous Pigs, who then later on eventually became the guitar player for Napalm Death during their death, death metal, metal phase. Right. Um, definitely check them out. It's just it's pretty much just raw what you would expect from a raw death grind band from I'd say the 80s it pretty much you listen to it you're gonna you'd be able to pinpoint the decade right it's it's just great stuff right on. I mean honestly that's, I, I don't know how to really say other than that um, and the other one is a local band uh, called Talon they are just a noise noisy punk band like noise punk uh, yeah, you can't be throwing some like raw punk in it but it has members of uh, see so has a Zach who he plays bass in this, and he was a guitar player for Brainiacs, which I think uh, I think a lot of people probably have heard of Brainiacs. Um, but they were just a killer fastcore band. Um, and then it has um, Ryan on guitar. Or no, actually, I think it's two, dual bass. I only seen them once, and I was drunk. I think they're dual bass. Um, and he was uh, see he he was in Scum. Which is a pretty prevalent D beat band from Detroit, like raw punk D beat. Um, he was also a singer for Cabbage Heads, which is another just noise punk band. And then it, um, it has Kyle on drums, who right now also plays drums for Final Assault, which is a killer Detroit D beat band. And then uh, he used to also be in Scum. Okay. So I mean, it kind of has like a members of like who's who of the Detroit punk scene for the most part, like the of the younger kids. Okay. But they're just not a disappointment it's just a great band to check out and uh yeah they're playing this weekend as i said playing saturday with room 101 okay at the precincts might have to check that out yeah um and i don't i'm gonna have to check out doom i've never actually heard doom you need to check out doom i have heard extreme noise terror fucking awesome i want to say i've heard defecation back in my you know teen years maybe because they're good it's been it, seriously it was a long time when she when she was like ooh defecation i was like holy shit i'm like you're talking about the late 80s one right she's like yeah i was like fucking good pick yeah I'm like, i haven't heard those guys in forever yeah and i'm a fan of mick harris mick tornado harris man i mean he fucking was ahead of his time you know and napalm death he really fucking laid it down and then mitch harris was on a couple of the better death metal era napalm death records in the early 90s, like when they kind of moved away from the punk grind yeah. and became more death metal. Um, was that yeah. like Utopia Banished? No, Utopia Banished was still... See, I only listened to like the, <laughs> the first two names from Death. Oh, Scum and uh, From Enslavement to Obliteration. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think also, okay, I, I actually have on vinyl the Peel Sessions. 
Okay, okay. No, the the death metal thing started with Harmony Corruption, which was 1990. Okay. And then uh, Death by Manipulation. Um, those are the two main ones. And then they kind of got into that weird 90s kind of grind. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like, I don't know how to explain it, but Napalm Death went through this weird thing like Diatribes and those those albums in the 90s where it was like, Still Napalm Death, but it wasn't the same. It wasn't like I don't know what they, they were experimenting too much instead of sticking to the blueprint that got them where they were. I don't know, but then they cut down to a four piece, and Jesse Pentado became their guitar player, so that might have had something to do with it, you know. Um, but yeah, yeah, um, defecation. I'll be sure to uh refresh my memory. I'm pretty sure that I've heard them. But I'm not 100%. I'm going to say you probably have. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, because I was a huge fan. Still am of Napalm Death. So, um, Also, another band. Uh, check out Lock Up. A band called Lock Up. They were like an old school death grind band that uh, Zach from Shit Life showed me years and years ago. Has a member from uh, Napalm Death in it, too. So, um, I think he was in Lock Up. It was the drummer, Danny Herrera. Before he was in Napalm Death, he was in Lockup. Okay. <clears throat> if you ever get a chance to check them out. Definitely. Um, yeah. Uh, so, Return of the Living Dead. Yes. I've watched the first two. And let me point out before we even get into this, I don't like the third one. <laughs> I do not like Return of the Living Dead 3. I'm going to say that's the majority of people. I don't know, man. On Instagram, I see people posting it all the time that they like it. and I don't. I hate the cover. I hate the font of the fucking writing on the cover. <laughs> I hate the fucking movie. Which one was 3? Three? 3 was the one with the chick. That turned in, yeah, with the fucking okay, yeah, okay, yep. or whatever. No, yep, I know which one you're talking about now. Yeah, they, they used to play that a lot on HBO in the '90s, and it just annoyed me back then. Annoys me now. Yeah, <laughs> but the first two, definitely the first one, and then the second one, I like not as much as the first one, but it's it's got its own thing going on. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> which we'll touch on bringing back main characters from the movie from the first one yeah to be the main characters under but different characters in the second one right even using the same lines from the first one <laughs> right it's like what's going on but i mean they didn't give a fuck everybody knows that the first return of the living dead is one of those awesomest movies ever made yes for sure i mean it's, it's great it's totally different than uh, the original script. Like, 100% different. The only thing that shares it is the name. Really? The original script was a straight-up sequel to Night of the Living Dead. Okay. And it was about, um, what is this, this group of sisters that were basically fighting off zombies because the outbreak started again out of nowhere. That was the original script, and um, bought the one dude bought the script from uh, was it Ru- Russo? I always forget the guy's name. 
Well, I don't know. He was part of the original uh, Night of the Living Dead. And then sold it to O'Bannon. And O'Bannon basically wanted to change it because he didn't want to t- step on Romero's toes and step into his on his shit. So he totally changed everything about it. The only thing it shared is the name by the time it got made. Hmm. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> one thing about the first one is, well, two things. Leanna Quigley. Yeah. And the soundtrack. Yes. Now, I remember at Motor City, no, Cinema Wasteland, Slasher Dave stayed in our hotel room, and he woke up, and I had the movie on, and he goes, oh, is this the second one? I said, yeah. He goes, oh, it's pretty much just like the first one, but with a shittier score, right? (laughs) (laughs) And I wanted to kind of, like, agree with him, but I'm like, yeah, it's not that bad. Yeah, the second one has more of, like, a 80s hair metal kind of soundtrack to it, kind of like a cock rock thing going on. Yeah. But the first one's like punk bands, dude. Like underground punk bands, which is awesome. But, uh, yeah, those two main things in the first one, the soundtrack and trash, obviously, getting naked in the cemetery. Dude, the whole the whole way that, like, shook out, like, uh, when she first did her little strip tease on the, uh, on the graves. Yeah. Like, uh, who the fuck was it on set? Was it, uh, was it, I don't know if it was O'Bannon or... Somebody was on set. I think it was might have been O'Bannon, but he had to have been always been there. Either way, somebody was there who was making judgment calls. Said like, "Oh, she's dancing." And like back and then, back then, like it wasn't like chicks didn't shave down there. Right. Like it was just normal not to. Right. And her whole thing was like, "Oh, you can't have pubic hair. You can't show that on film." So they sent her away, and she shaved, and she came back. And then they freaked out because, like, oh, my God, you can see everything now. It just fucking made it worse. Right. So that's when they sent her back again to the special effects people, and they made, like, a fucking, like, cover plug thing so it just looks like a goddamn Barbie doll down there. Right, yeah. She talked about that at the panel, too, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we went and seen uh, – we went to Motor City. That was, like, the two years ago one. Yeah. And they did a 30th anniversary of the uh, first one. Mm-hmm. Or, and they mixed in the second one, too. But um, Is there anything about the first one that you don't like? Uh, I honestly, I can't think of anything. I think it's a damn near perfect movie myself. Yeah, I can't think of anything I don't like. Nothing goes to the point of annoying. No, that would, they left that for the sequel. <laughs> That's right. Um, but uh, I fucking love the first one, man. It's so good. Um, and just the fact that you know, there it's just a bunch of punks hanging out in the cemetery, man. It's like fucking killer, dude. But the second one, it's just it's got a level of goofiness to it. Yeah, they kind of stepped it up a little bit. They stepped up the goofiness, cut down on the gore. Well, the first one didn't have that much gore. But they tried to reenact the uh, chick that was um, tied down to the table that was cut in half. Mm-hmm. They just had the head. She was annoying. <laughs> it's like, get the screwdriver out of my head. Yeah. It's like, 
<laughs> get get that dang screwdriver out of my head. <laughs> and then they just whip her outside and close the door. <laughs> it's like things like that, like, you know, but you take it for what it is. It's an 80s, like, horror movie with some goofiness to it. But I actually do like the second one. It's not bad for what it is. Right. It's not as good as the first, though. Not even close. Not even close, no. But uh, Kind of to go like over the first one, I guess, a little bit. Just like, a couple things to touch on. They like The part where they're in the office and like uh, sitting across from each other at the desk, and he's like, oh, yeah, you know that movie Night of the Living Dead, based off a true story. And they, that whole scene. Yeah. He says the events happened in 1969. That movie came out like... <laughs> year before that right 68 yeah so the movie that came out a year before the events actually happened they kind of fucked the the timeline up timeline up there a little bit right yeah but also um wow i I wish i forget his name that the main the main guy tom matthews the the, other punk who has who got the job there yeah tom matthews yep yeah i forgot his character's name um his jacket says like "fuck you" on the back. <laughs> they they knew that they wouldn't be able to get away with that if it ever showed on TV, so they shot they shot that scene again. But the back of his jacket just says "television version." Oh, I so never if you ever I never watched the movie on cable, so if you ever watch the movie on cable. It just says television version on the back of his jacket. Oh, that's fucking awesome, dude. Okay. <laughs> All right. Because I've never seen the first one on TV. I haven't. I've seen the second one on TV. Yeah, I don't even know if I've seen that one on TV. I have. It was on uh, Encore. Really? When I had cable, yeah. Came on at like 2 in the morning, man. I was pretty surprised, but... Yeah, I'll have to definitely check that out. Television version. <laughs> That's fucking awesome, man. Yeah, another thing was uh, so the uh, the mortician guy works in the crematorium. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there was always like hints at him of him being a Nazi, and like the music he's listening to, which like I guess is like a German like band right. group. I never noticed this, but somebody said there's a, a frame photo of. Um, I just blanked out her name. Fucking Hitler's girlfriend. I have no idea. Fuck, I just blanked on her name. Whatever. Everybody's going to know what it is. Pretty much everybody knows that. But he has a framed picture of her in there. He has a German Luger. He's made a few references to, like, German things. So everybody was like, oh, he had to have been, like, a Nazi. Well, yeah, and, like, uh, was it the DVD? I think it's the DVD. O'Bannon made comment to like yeah his his original story was supposed to be that he was an escaped nazi in hiding oh really? and even his name his name is basically like after a famous nazi hmm. and like his uh when they, they talk about his his understanding of like cremation ovens and like how he made the the how uh was it something about the line about how um the dead still feel pain that kind of like bummed him out a little bit. Right. Kind of to go back the whole World War II thing there. Oh, man. Yeah. And it's like Bannon said, like, yeah, like that was his original story was supposed to be he's a Nazi in hiding 
an escaped Nazi in hiding. Wow. I did not know that. Eva Braun. Eva Braun. Hitler's girlfriend. Okay. Yeah. I was unaware. I don't have the uh, DVD. Okay. I have just the VHS. Well, no, I do have a DVD, but there's four other movies on it. Okay, so it probably doesn't have the, yeah, it doesn't have the extra features. No. I got the the DVD that got brought up. But dude, do you know that DVD got made because of a fan? A fan started this huge campaign, like made a website and posted like all the news about it and finally got a hold of O'Bannon and put him in contact with MGM who had the rights to it, which led to them bringing Return of the Dead to DVD. Really? That's cool. Yeah, I'm like, that's kind of fucking... That's legit. Yeah. <clears throat> Back before, like... Well, when, when was that? Ah, when the hell did that DVD come out? Early 2000s. Right. I think. I want to say it was early 2000s, maybe. In, mm, 2010, maybe? I don't know. 2010? I'm going to say that. That'd be, the, I think, in my... if I, cause I can't remember the exact date, but I'm going to say that that's the absolute latest that it probably came out was 2010. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, what is it? I think there was a couple of, like, just little small tidbits I was going to say on the first one. Because, I mean, everybody knows this movie. I know, yeah. So we can kind of like, go into, like, detail and scenes, but. We're not breaking the wheel. We kind of know it. I mean, everybody knows that fucking movie. So I think just the fun, small stuff's more fun. Yeah, I didn't. I had no idea, dude. You did more <laughs> research than I did. I just watched the movies. <laughs> but, yeah, the, uh, so the girl who played, um, and I always forget her name. Not the main chick, not trash, but the other chick. With her hair down or with a mohawk? The more of the party chick. Okay. Her? Mm-hmm. She was originally um, approached. O'Bannon met her at a strip club. She was a stripper. She was originally approached for the role of trash, and she didn't want to do it because she was tired of being naked. Oh, right. So she said, but what about this girl? She's supposed to be a party girl, and I like to party. So she did that. But it's funny if you watch the I uh, watched the uh, documentary on Return of the Living Dead. I think Netflix had it on a while ago. Dude, that girl's fucking sour. Like really? about like, I think she hated the the main chick. Really? Yeah. Like it just seemed like she just did not have a good taste in her mouth about that. <laughs> like oh, at wow. all. Eek. And that main chick, uh, I forget everybody's names and I forget every extra's names, so I'm just gonna piece together what I say and you figure it out for yourselves I guess but she went for uh, she was supposed to go for original reading and I think she went to O'Bannon's house and walks in and he's like not in the room he's like in the back somewhere and she sees a gun on the coffee table and like hardcore porn playing on the TV nice (laughs) she fucking gets all skittish and like left like I gotta go (laughs) Like oh, ran out. Oh, jeez. <laughs> to me, that's the best fucking thing. Can I just walk in like you don't know this guy at all? We yeah. walk into his house and there's like a loaded, I mean, a gun on the coffee table and just like hardcore porn playing. <laughs> I don't think I would have stuck around. It's just weird. That's <laughs> <laughs> just fucking. It's like weird. middle of the day. He's watching porn. Like whatever. Yeah, inside inside Lydia's ass. Oh my god, it's the porn from American Psycho. Oh yeah, got to return some videotapes. 
And then I think like the last thing I was gonna kind of touch on was that Forty Five Grave song. Yeah. They have the the zombie version, which basically talks about scenes from the movie. That's mm-hmm. like all the lyrics are. The part the where she's dancing to it, or it's playing while she's dancing, but then they switch up the songs. Mm-hmm. Is the original version, and I didn't know this. The original version is about like a five year old girl being beaten, raped, and murdered by her family. <laughs> And it's called party time. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's uh I mean kinda gotta read in the lyrics, it's probably like obviously they're not like, yeah, fucking party time. It's like <laughs> Yeah, because that's pretty grim, dude. But and I'm sure everybody knows this, but if you don't, Acid Witch does a killer cover. Yeah, I see I I debated bringing them up on this because of the fact that they did that yeah. album, that Midnight Movies record. Yeah. Yeah, they do a killer cover of 45 Grave, man. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. But uh and actually if you haven't heard that Midnight Movies 12-inch, pick that up because it's uh it's a 45 Grave cover, sorcery cover from uh Rocktober Blood. Yep. Uh, I can't remember the band that did the song for Black Roses. Right. And then um there's one more. The fuck's the other one? Is that from Trick or Treat? Yeah, I'm back. Yep. Trick or Treat song. Yeah, the whole album's fucking pissed. Yep. Yeah, it's really good. Oh, wait, no, I'm back is fucking... He's back. No, that's the Rocktober Blood one. Oh, I don't know. I can't think of the name of the Trick or Treat. It's, it's, a, it's like the fucking main song in Trick or Treat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy Kerr. Yeah, dude. Fucking, you know Sammy Kerr. Fuck off, dude. <laughs> you are the bait. The bait is you. <laughs> yes. But, uh... Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I mean, yeah, we can go into two a little bit. Is there anything else you want to talk about in two? Uh, kind of just touched. Yeah. Uh, two. Yeah. I just... I, it, it's okay. I mean, I don't know. What, what do you... What do you think of two? Because I don't know. It's like see, I don't mind the I don't mind the movie. I mean, it's obviously not as good. No, but um, I don't mind it. Um, I, I st- still think it's really funny that brought two main characters from the first one back as different characters to be the main characters in the sequel. Yeah, I I'd have to say the one thing that I really fucking hate about two is when Eddie and Joey are sick from breathing in the the smoke mm-hmm. they take off she takes off with them in the back seat and Robert Palmer's playing <laughs> that just annoys the shit out of me I don't know why Robert Palmer just, just the Robert Palmer fucking puts it over the edge for you doctor doctor give me the news I got a bad case of loving you why is that in a horror movie <laughs> That's. <laughs> it's not good, Robert Palmer. It's not like American Psycho, Robert Palmer. It's not the girls like. No, that was good, Robert Palmer. <laughs> with the guitars. With the guitars, where like they made eight videos of the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it just annoys me. It's like, come on, man! You could have picked a better song than that than Robert Palmer. But that's about it. That that just annoys me a little bit. And the kids. No, the kids are pretty cool. 
I mean, the bully kid kind of annoys me. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. I mean, he's okay, but he ends up getting laid up in bed with a thermometer. So he he's out of commission. The other kid's trying to call the army every. <laughs> right. He's like trying to sneak away to call the army. But uh, fucking starts a <laughs> the hell does he go like fucking uh MacGyver starts a fucking fire like smoke fire in his room sets off the uh, the yeah. smoke alarm S- sister locks him in the room with a fucking jump rope yeah shit I used to do to my brothers when I was a kid you tie it to the other doorknob yeah they totally went there <laughs> you do your homework or it's my ass you do your homework or, or it's, it's your home. ass. She's doing her fucking aerobics. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um I don't know. It's 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 okay. It's it's okay, but the first one's legendary, so I'll leave it at that. I'll always pop in the second one just because I don't watch it as much. See, I do the same thing. I think I'll scroll through my tapes and I'll be like, oh fucking part two. And I'll see the cover and I'm like, fuck yeah. And then the I pop it in sweet. and I'm just like, eh. Have you seen the sweaters that they made from when that the, movie the, first came out? Yes. Oh, those are fucking the original awesome. crewnecks. Yeah, the white ones. Yeah. Oh man, I'd kill to have one of those. That artwork's killer. You think you're in for like, <laughs> and then Robert Palmer starts playing, and you just want to just break your tape. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I've like I've known you for like eight years, and I just now found out your hatred for Robert Palmer. <laughs> That Robert Palmer, not the not the American Psycho Robert Palmer. That shit's cool. <laughs> and those chicks were cool. I remember those videos, but like, I don't know. It, it really annoys me when they play that song in the second one. <laughs> it really, I like mute the TV. I have to. It's that bad. <laughs> but I think. That may be it for this week. No. No, I got one more. Okay. I got one more thing. Shouldn't you think we're done? Fuck you. We're not. Uh, <laughs> uh, buddies of mine, who I honestly haven't even seen in... Shit, at this point, I just thought of the time frame, like five years. Started a podcast, Miserable Crypt. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, they're fucking doing stellar shit. Like that podcast is it's it's legit. It's probably one of the few that I actually listen to. And it's just simple: two people, husband and wife, pick a movie. The whole fucking podcast is they just dissect that whole movie. Which I mean, they go seriously scene for scene, and it's great. Like it it keeps me going. Like I, you would think doing one movie for a whole thing, like kind of going scene for scene, like uh, like a boring. No, it's. I dig it. Like they're, they're they're doing it great, and they added the one thing that we talked about doing from the beginning, and we never did. Was they end it with playing music from a band, and so every episode they have the movie that they're going to do and a band that they're going to play tracks from, and that's talk about the movie, play the band, out. Miserable crypt. Yes. Check them out. Nothing but good things to say. Yes. Nothing but good things that I hear. Yes. And read. Fucking stellar, man. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, they fucking they threw us a threw us a salute a little bit. Yeah, they did. Because last week. Yeah, last week I think. Yeah. That was kind of a surprise me. I was like, what the fuck is this? 
then I saw it. I was like, oh shit, all right. Yeah, <laughs> like, I was pretty pumped. I'm like, oh. Scrolling cool. through the feed, I'm like, why the fuck am I seeing them? <laughs> why am I seeing our logo? <laughs> right. Yeah, they plugged us. It's pretty cool. Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's well-deserved that they get a plug back because it's they're stellar. I, I love that podcast. Yeah, I'm going to have to get more into it for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely check them out. I only listened to uh, this is the first two or three. But, I mean, for podcasts, I really only do it when I'm at work, for the most part. And work's been hectically shitty. <laughs> so I haven't been trying to delve into anything. Well, I just actually got a Instagram <sighs> notification. Jen, crony Jen, you have to go to iTunes to listen to our podcast. She wants to know where she can hear us. Oh, yeah, like uh, the links in our Instagram page. Yeah, the links in the bio. We're uh, we're on SoundCloud. If you search uh, burn offerings, and we're on Instagram or <laughs> iTunes. Yes, search burn offerings, burn offerings podcast. Yeah. yeah, make sure you add the podcast. I think I found out because yeah. there's like you'll pop up fucking like bands and albums that just have burnt offerings and song titles. Right. But um, yeah. So there you go. But yeah, I'm gonna say that might do it. Uh, well, we got nothing else. I don't think. Let me look over my notes. No. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, for me. That's it for me. We're probably just gonna kick back, drink some more beers, and uh, I don't know, listen to something. Yeah, we're gonna speed it up and slow it down as we usually do. It kind of goes in waves, man. It does, and there's always priest. That hap- yeah, that comes in waves too. <laughs> I've been trying to fucking wean myself. I don't know how it happened that I've been listening to this much fucking Judas Priest. Yeah, I don't either. All of a sudden, like, Priest is the greatest band of all time for me. I don't even know. It's, I don't even know. Like, because we both liked Priest, but, like, it seemed both of us have been like, oh, I've been listening to this fucking Priest, man. Yeah, literally for, like, a month now. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll definitely throw some of that on. Yeah. But, um, hey, guys, thanks for listening, and, um... Yeah. Yep. Yep. Later. <laughs>